into a priceless perspective. I'm your hostess, Nicole Steele, and joining us today is Jael the Great Robertson. She's a speaker, singer, songwriter, actress, and a Spelman professor. In addition, she travels nationally and internationally, empowering youth to abstain from drugs, alcohol, violence, and anything else that would keep them from being all that they've created to be. Welcome to the show, Jael. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really, really appreciate it. Well, let's start with the name, Jael the Great. <laughs> what does it mean? Where did it come from? Obviously, your parents picked Jael, but tell us about Jael the Great. You know what? That's so funny. I, I always get asked that, and I guess that's a, a good thing. And, and I tell people I, I believe in God and, and I believe in his word, and he says in his word that he will make our names great, and I believe him when he says something. And he also says to speak life. You know, life and death is in the tongue. So I speak life into myself. I am great. I am wonderful. I am powerful. And that's what I, I teach when I travel and speak in life coach because what you say affects how you look at yourself. It affects how you see the world. So I choose to be great. It's a mindset that I have, and and it works. So and Jael uh, is from the Bible. It's Hebrew. Which, uh, you can read about her in Judges chapter four and five. But she's the most blessed of women. So you know, I'm just. And if you read the story about her, when you get free time, she was a warrior. And I, I let people know that I'm a modern-day warrior, slaying the enemy through my word and through my testimony, through my gifts and talents. But if you read about Jael, you will understand more of what I'm talking about when I say she was a warrior. Judges chapter 4 and 5. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start from the beginning. Can you share a little bit of your journey from, is it Waukegan, Illinois, where you Waukegan, were born? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell us about that journey from there to this incredible platform that God has given you today? Wow. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was fortunate and am fortunate to have been raised and still being raised by my incredible mother and father. My father is a pastor, and my mother, um, she's retired now, but she taught school. So, I, you know, I grew up in a family where I was loved and where I was nurtured and where I was taught the value of who I am, the value of my body, you know, to be nice to people, to be loving. So I got that foundation at a young age, and I thank God, you know, he prepares us for our purpose. Even if you didn't grow up in the best of circumstances, God still prepares you for your purpose. So, you know, I grew up there. I was, uh, I went to a school of the arts, you know, singing, dancing, but I never thought that uh, acting and things, I never thought that I would be doing that professionally like I've been blessed to do, I, uh, growing up, went to school and moved to Atlanta to go to Emory for law school. So, uh, you know, left home, went to college, 
moved to Atlanta to go to law school, and then I started meeting people in the entertainment industry. I uh, went through that journey, rededicated my life to Christ, uh, started singing gospel music. That's what I got into acting, and and I started doing radio for this station here called SG in the Light, and I was heard all over the world because the show was syndicated, and it was just a ministry platform for me, and people would have me come speak and you know, I would speak to the youth, all, all ages, but, you know, my heart is really for the youth. I have a daughter. And, you know, God just has been ordering my steps. I never thought I would do radio. That's why you have to be open to God's plan for your life because it says in his word, a righteous man's steps are ordered by the Lord. And I had my plan, but God had his plan, which is perfect. So, you know, that's pretty much it. That opened the door to me speaking, being on radio, opened the door to me speaking all over the world and to me doing it more intimately because, I couldn't get to everybody individually, and they would come up to me and say, what should I do about my daughter? What should I do about my life? And then that's when I began the life coaching component. So when you were coming up as a young person, what what were you – I know you said you went to law school. Did you grow up wanting to be a lawyer? Or, I did. Okay. I, I did. That that was all through uh, – you know, that that was my focus, like, in college. Like, if you had told me that I wouldn't practice law or become an attorney, you know, I would have looked at you sideways because that was my plan. But, you know, God had a different plan. So, and his plan is amazing. I never thought I would be, like, I never thought I would be on this call with you doing an interview, you know, talking about having a nonprofit and, and really believing in young people and speaking into their lives and and allowing them to, understand who they are and their purpose. This is definitely a God thing, and I'm, I am so grateful. I think that's wonderful because so many young people struggle, and many of them pick careers based on what's making the most money or yeah. what their, you know, their teachers or their parents think they should go into. And if they can tap into their purpose at a young mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. really get that, those gifts and those talents stirred up because he's created us for purpose. Yeah. And so I, I'm I'm just so thankful that you listened because even as older people we listen, but not always obey. You know we don't right. want to get outside of those that comfort zone as you, yes. as you mentioned. It is a it's oh. a faith walk. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, yes, it, it is. Now, what challenges did you face as a young girl? Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any in particular that you want to share, and how did you overcome them? Because I'm I can only imagine as Young girls are looking at you and just, you know, admire the work that you're doing. They think that you've always had it perfect. Is that the case, or were there right. challenges along the way that you struggled with? Oh, absolutely. And 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 you know what? And this is that's, I'm, I'm very candid and open about uh, even my abstinence journey and, and things that I've gone through because I understand that it is to be a blessing to someone else. So I'm very transparent about things in my life. Now, uh, now, now, I just for me growing up, I didn't have any. I didn't really have any uh, any challenges growing up. Like teenage, you know, my I was wor- worried about my grades and shopping. I didn't go through that, but I went through it later, and I went through it after I started being disobedient. And that's that's when that change happened. That's why I, I tell young girls it's so and, and young guys it's so important to be obedient. I'm a single mother, and I got pregnant, and I told you my, my father is a pastor. So, you know, of course, for me, that was devastating, and that happened once I started being disobedient. When I was obedient, I don't, I don't, I can't, I, I don't remember, you know, having struggles, but 
that disobedience led to me getting pregnant, having to deal with that, having to deal with telling my parents, uh, going to try and have an abortion three times, and God was like, no. You know, that's a whole testimony in itself. But absolutely, I have, you know, I have gone through, I know what it's like to have to really, really, really trust God. And I think a part of my purpose, too, as well, is to help them not to have to go through certain things if you just listen. That's why we're set in their lives, so we can tell them, listen, this is what you don't have to do, so you don't have to go through this, you know. So I definitely use my testimony to let young girls know who are single mothers, that you can make it, that your life does not have to change, or, you know, you still can travel around the world to become great and, and do what God has called and purpose you to do. But if, you, if you're if you not that, you don't have to take that path. You don't, your, your testimony doesn't have to be, I was strung out on drugs and I got delivered. If it is, it's nothing wrong with that because God is amazing. But we're trying to test them at a young age where they understand the power of choice so they don't have to go through some of the things that, you know, can destroy your life if you don't have the right people around you pushing you and motivating you to continue to be great. That is so true. That is so true. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the movement that you were, um, that you helped to start the abstinence equals freedom movement? Oh, okay. Yeah, that is, that started because when I was singing, I stopped singing R&B and I started singing Christian music. So, of course, you know, I was singing at different churches and different uh, events and, and, and things. And quite naturally when you're on the stage singing, and because I am by nature a speaker, um, you know, I, not only would I sing, but I, but I would talk to them about God and, and explain what the song meant to me and why I wrote it. And when I was doing that, I, you know, I was singing about God, but my lifestyle wasn't completely, uh, you know, the lifestyle that, that, I, that I thought you should live as a Christian. So, and not that sex is the only sin, because we know that it's not. You know, being mean, unforgiving, there are tons of sins. So I'm, I believe in working on the whole self, not just one thing. Because if you're just not having sex, but your attitude is nasty, or you're living in unforgiveness, it's sin. Right. So when I when I teach them about abstinence, it's the whole the whole person abstaining from anything negative. That's one of my quotes. I, abstaining from anything that will keep you from becoming great, whether that's you know stealing, whether that's lying, whether that's sex, you know, whether that's uh, overindulging in anything, you know, too much of anything it can be a bad thing. So it's just having your whole self together, physically, spiritually, mentally, your body being a living sacrifice everything. So it started from there. And I, you know, I, I, and it's been a, it was a struggle for me. I I, I wrote an article in this magazine called Jubilee Mag about abstinence because people ask me, how do I do it? I can tell them how to fail and how to be successful at it because I've done both. So that's how that movement started. That is great. (laughs) What kind of feedback have you been getting from young people, from young girls in particular who hear your testimony it's so powerful that you're able to use the successes of life and maybe some of the challenges of your your mm-hmm. life and to be so transparent. And that's what really people who've been through have to grasp, that God has brought you through not for yourself but to yeah. be a blessing to somebody else. So the fact that you can be so transparent, so honest with young people and to let them know, hey, 
been there, done that, got the T-shirt. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> where you don't have you don't have to get it. You don't have to wear it. Um, yeah, it's so powerful. What what kind of feedback have you gotten from young people who've been following you and the work that you're doing? You know, it's amazing. I, I like when you when you asked me that question. Like I got chills. You know, um, I had to speak at a at a high school in Savannah, and I spoke to all the girls. They they just they just wanted me to speak to the girls because at their school, fortunately, the boys get a lot of attention from like fraternities in Savannah, but the girls don't. So they were like, we need someone to come speak to our our girls. So, you know, I, I, I talked to them and, and did, you know, did what I do. And, and, of course, you know, sharing my testimony about me being absent and me being a single mother, everything that I share. And I, girls were crying and, you know, they, they would come to me and say, I messed up, but like you, I'm going to start over. You know, and, it, it's, you know, things like that just really, my heart just is overjoyed and I'm overwhelmed with joy that God, you know, uses me and you and other women to speak to these girls so their lives can change. But they they are really, and even adult women, you know, they're like, wow, if you can do it, I can do it, you know. And I think when they see that, and then, like I told you, I let them know when I first started that journey, I messed up. Because I, I did a celibacy call the other day with Kenny Pugh, and these are adults calling in from all over and it, uh, his movement is called Celibacy is Sexy, and they call in, and one of the questions was, of course, I, I, they, uh, I, was, you know, I, I did well for three weeks. I messed up. What do I do? And I told them, celebrate your success. Celebrate the fact that you went three weeks. You know what I mean? We're so hard on ourselves. But it's okay. You get back up and you start over again. But don't don't condemn yourself. Celebrate. I, you know, some people are, are fornicating every day. And if they go two days, that's good for them. So right. celebrate that. If you mess up, get back up. And I promise you, God will deliver you because you want to be delivered. You know what I mean? You want it. So, if you, so you know, you have to be honest with people. That's the, if not, people are like, forget it. You know, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know, how people are like, I'm going, I'm going to abstain and help me. Right. And that yeah. accountability, that support is so oh. important. Yes. It is. I mean, if, yes. I, if I had known even half of what we're trying to teach young people today, uh, my life would have been so much different. But yeah. I think that it's great that you have, you know, people, you have um, examples. Again, you have people who are being transparent. All of these resources, there really is no reason for young people to make the same mistakes when they have exactly. people who are saying, mm. don't do it. You don't have to. You don't have to have your own scars. Yes, <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about the music. I mean, you're what we consider to be a multifaceted female <laughs> with gifts and talents that many aspire to possess. But let's talk about the music. Have you found it difficult to maintain your standards in the music industry? I mean, an industry that, you know, objectifies women and right. and just, I mean, I, I can't even imagine. And I know that you sing gospel, but mm-hmm. even in that, I see people selling their souls. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you keep your standards and stay true while living out your passion? Well, you know what? With the music component, once I decided to to sing gospel, long story short, I met this guy 
when I was leaving the Stellar Awards in Atlanta, I met him in the airport. He said, I don't know what it is about you, but you glow. What do you do? And at that time, I was strictly just singing. Like, I didn't even know I'll be life coaching, motivational speaking, and the professor. I didn't even know any of that yet. But he, I said, well, I sing, you know. He said, well, I'm going to help you. So long story short, he kept in contact with me for a year. He said, when it's time, I'm going to fly you out to L.A. LA with my management company, and, you know, your career will get started. So I told him what type of music I sang. I sent him the songs that I wrote. So he he already knew, you know. Uh, Once I got to L.A., you know, I um, he put me up. I didn't have to do anything, Nicole, but but work out and sing like who, every woman's dream. You know what I mean? Live your dream. Work out. Get your nail. You know, get your nails done. I had a driver. I had a post- personal assistant. I had everything, and I was meeting all kinds of actors. This is before I started acting. I was meeting all kinds of actors, actresses, everyone, and. I went to the studio for my for my session, and in the studio, he would say things like, well, can you maybe, you know, not make it sound so gospel? Mm. And I, you know, and I said, well, and my music is more, it's more inspirational. You know what I mean? Like, my music can be played on the fish or, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not gospel like Shirley Caesar, um, right. but I, I write what God gives me to write. So, but he knew that my music is very inspirational, very positive. And he kept trying to get me to change. And even though I was in a seemingly perfect situation, because, you know, of course I didn't want to go back home, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had to leave because I had made a commitment, you know, to God that I was going to sing the kind of music he wanted me to sing, not the kind of music the guy wanted me to sing. So I had to leave, and that was difficult, but... I said, God, just like you opened that door, and I met that man in an airport. Just in, you know what I mean? In an airport, you will, you will do it again on a greater scale. So that was difficult, but people compromise all the time, and I said, I can't, I won't. Good for you. You know, you think about that, and and look at what God has done just based on your obedience. I mean, that right. was that was some time ago, but even still, God has said she's been faithful to me. And he has opened up more doors, more opportunities, giving you a, a different platform. It was packaged right. differently than the world, but it was your obedience that began to open those doors. And good for you. I, I often Thank see um, people, I can't sing a lick. I'm not even going to front. I, I can't. That's <laughs> not my gift. My family will tell you that it's not my gift. But when I see young, aspiring people who want to go into the industry, be it music, be it, um, you know, television, just mm-hmm. acting, the whole nine. You know, I pray that they would yeah. be true to themselves, first and foremost, because God gives you the gift. And I've right. seen great people who have have taken that stand, and it may mean that they can't work with certain you know, producers, they might not be able to do certain films, mm-hmm. but God blesses them, and he blesses them like the, like man can't. And, right. and if they could just see more people like that and hear stories that, yeah, it's not, it's not easy, you know, it's a faith walk again, right. but that God is faithful, you know. He he's is. faithful. He really, yes, really he is. is. Tell us about your recently uh, debuted album. What's it called? What are some of your favorite songs? And what type of vibe or message do you hope that listeners receive when they listen to it? Oh, it's um I'm I'm actually still in the studio revamping some things, but um I may I may self title it 
And it is like I have I have a, a song called She Used to Be Pretty and I wrote this song and I, I was uh in Mableton, Georgia, and I was literally coming out of my townhouse and I saw this lady and I looked at her, you know, she looked like you know, I don't I don't know if she was homeless or, or I'm not sure, but I looked at her and I said, I I can see that she used to be pretty. Um and it's a song encouraging women to you know to, that you can dream again, that it's never too late to give up on your dreams. You know what I mean? No matter what you've gone through, you know, God still has great things in store for you. So, I, you know, those are the type of songs I write. Um, I just I just recently uh, I wrote another song, and it's more – uh, it, it's more it's it's more worship. So it, the you know the album would be very eclectic, uh, but very positive, very uplifting that people can listen to and just feel good about themselves. You know, because there's so much negativity. Um, in the, I listen to the music and I'm just like, really? Did you just say that? You know what I mean? I, I'm like, really? Did you just say, uh, voila, magic? Like these songs that I hear, everything is strip, stripper sex, nothing is marriage. Right, and I'm just like, are you kidding? You know, are you kidding me? So we have to teach our girls why you are so much more than a sex object. So right. my music is just gonna—they're gonna listen to it and know that they're beautiful, know that God has created them, they can do anything, and enjoy life. You know, I can't wait. I am looking forward to your album being released, to your CD being released, Thank and you. it empowering young people all over the globe. Uh, let's talk a little bit. I know you've got some other things in the works. I know you have an apparel line, and you're also starting a nonprofit organization. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about those things? Yes, indeed. I have a, a T-shirt line. It's, it's called Brown Angel Apparel, and I also do, uh, cust- you know, screen printing for, you know, colleges, uh, family reunions, churches, you know. So I do that as well. But, but my line for that is uh, I have a T-shirt called, it says, Everyone Loves the Christian Girl. Just really cute. Mm-hmm. And I designed that because I wanted to, like, I was doing a lot of interviews, like, on TV, and I wanted to still represent Christ, but cute. You know what I mean? Every, you know, you right. still could be cute and be who God created you to be. So I make these really cute tank tops and these really cute uh, fitted baby tees. And my next T-shirt, it, it says good thing. You know, I want them to know, because, you know, everything now is bad, girl. Bad, right. You know, I'm a, a bad B-I-T-C-H. Well, I'm like, Lord Jesus, what, where, my God, like, are you calling right. yourself that? Don't know. Right. Have you read the definition of it? You know what I mean? So, so my T-shirt says good thing, honey, because the Bible says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and finds mm-hmm. favor. So I'm letting these girls know you're a good thing, sweetie. <laughs> now, how can our listeners purchase the shirts? How can they find out more about the timeline and when the the music will be released? How can they actually get you out to be a speaker or to come out and speak at their church or with their youth group? All they have to do, you you can email me. My, now, my website is jlthegreat.com. Everything is jlthegreat.com. My website will be up. It's being revamped. But they can just e- send me an email and I'll respond. It's it's my name and it's spelled J A E L T H E G R E A T. So J L the Great at Gmail dot com and I would be more than happy to come out and speak. Uh and my T shirts, if they can just email me because everything's on that site. So once the site is up, they'll just be able to click on the link and order the T shirts. But email me. I'll, I'll send you guys reminders, and uh, you know that when the site is up, and that you can order the T-shirts, and uh, we will definitely go from there. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us here at A Priceless Perspective. We are looking forward to even more things that God is going to do in and through you. And just continue to be encouraged as you inspire young people and old people, grown folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. This show has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program Incorporated and Jen Akers, LLC. 